Welcome back. It's time for the Right Hook Health Checkup. In studio with me is regular guest, Dr. Kira Kelly, as we take your queries on your health. Um, 53106 uh, is the number to text, and we'll get to them just as soon as we can. Doc, welcome. Thank you, George. Listen, I have a message here from Leo Varadkar, ah. the health minister. Apparently you had a monumental array with him on Twitter. I did not have a monument. That is that is a storm in a medicine cup. Leo and I have some diversity of... We, not hardly. <laughs> we have some diversity of views. I just thought it'd be really interesting radio <laughs> if we discovered you and Leo had a relationship. Go on. Stop that now, right now. Some diversity of views and there was some robust robust exchanges, not just with me, with with a variety of GPs, but that's what happens. We're all we're all old enough and ugly okay. enough to manage that, I think. All right. Now, I don't know whether this is an indication of our success in this item or our failure. Every question has at least three words that I don't understand. <laughs> and clearly, I cannot answer in my usual way, like go to confession or uh, put uh, the Mary Magdalene's hem on top of it. Well, there's a few in there that I thought I thought that you would you would like this evening. I thought you'd quite like Mammy Burnout, for example. Well, I didn't even know what Mammy Burnout was. What's Mammy Burnout? Well, Somebody well, says, yeah, is there such a thing? I think, well, I, I, you know, it's a new one on me too, but my guess is, is that Mammy Burnout is, you know, people talk about being burnt out in other jobs, you know, yeah. burnt out in, in the role as a radio broadcaster or as a GP, we sometimes might say we feel a bit yeah. burnt out. But I think mammies can easily feel that way too. And the other people talk about mummy's little helpers and all that kind of stuff. I think, being a full-time parent at home with small kids is incredibly stressful. And I'd say a lot of people would like a little time off from it occasionally and often don't really get it. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. I mean, I know nothing about parenting because I was never around. So, I mean, I I, I hope your no three idea. children don't listen to the well, They do. They know exactly what their father was, you know. Well. Their father was brilliant. On the big picture. He was just no good on the small on picture. On the minutiae. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, this must happen a lot, being allergic to chemicals and perfumes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I'd say, that happens to. True. So do you just suck it up? This person was asking they're allergic to and it's something that they can add to a foot bath um, and they've tried salts and Epsom salts but they got a reaction. I would use something maybe more gentle in that case, something along the lines of oils. Um, some people melt silk cock space. Silk cock space, do you know what that is, George? It comes in a big, big white tub. It looks like white Vaseline for all intents and purposes. And people, you can take a spoonful of that and mix it in with boiling water and melt it into a milk so you can you can bathe your feet in milk like Cleopatra. That's because they've had a bunion operation so yes. they have to bathe So, it. so yeah. they could do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. they could use one of the multiple kind of oils. People drop, drop a coconut oil or almond oil or stuff like that. There are kind of essential oils that people can use that smell, some of them, quite nice. Um, but that might not be as irritating as a perfume or that sort of stuff. So I would move away from maybe astringent things or drying things like salt and maybe use something a little bit like Silcox base. And if you can't tolerate anything, I would suggest just using plain water. You know. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. But but you see, we're into the, the, the high part stuff now. Somebody has a skin condition called facial rosacea? Uh, rosacea. Rosacea. I bet so you've what heard of rosacea. Rosacea is, and if you haven't heard of it, George, you've certainly seen it. Do you know the way sometimes you see people and they have maybe a swollen red nose or they have redness at either side of their nose or spreading across their cheeks? Normally after 24 gins <laughs> is the only time I've seen it. <laughs> well, the, the, 
that mimics rosacea. But but rosacea, or sometimes known as acne rosacea, is a, is a condition. It's a type of acne. It uh, affects usually the middle bit of your face, so around your nose and your cheeks. It usually comes on more so in middle age than in your youth. Like acne. so, how do you? What do you do? The same kind of thing as you do for normal acne. You use topical agents and you sometimes use a long-term antibiotic. And if it's fierce bad, and in some people it is fierce bad, you would use something like Roaccutane. But for most people, it responds very well to antibiotics. You're still giving handing out Roaccutane like a woman with no hands. And we know it drives people insane. First of all, I'm not handing out Roaccutane because I'm a GP and you have to be a dermatologist to hand out Roaccutane. So I'm not handing it out to anybody. Second of all, a lot of the studies that show that it had effects on depression, were, they, they haven't borne out. Most people who use Roaccutane don't have a difficulty it, with it. And really, the biggest side effects actually are the drying of your skin. Yeah, but, but if I said to you now, there's a stuff out there that you can take for malaria, but it drives you around the bend as well, you'd say, nonsense, nonsense, George, old wives' tales, you know? And everybody listening would say, oh, Kerry Kelly's right, George that, is an idiot. I was in uh, Haiti. Uh, as part of my volunteering and we had volunteers there and one of the volunteers got the malaria dose wrong so instead of one a day like they took one an hour or whatever you know what I mean they they got dosage wrong and they had to be airlifted to Miami then they had to be in a special hospital in in, uh, Miami and airlifted home so there's two things I would say one be careful of malaria medications and two unlike old George read the docket. I never, I never read. I think if two pills are good, four pills must be better. No, no, that's not how it works. But what I was actually chiefly laughing at there was your impersonation of me where I go, oh, I, and I sound like Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> I don't have a British accent to start off with. Um, right. But anyway, my plummy tones sound a bit All different right. to that. Plantar, another plant case of plantar do, do you want to take it this week? Yeah, it's like... It's it's you have this incredibly painful heel. It takes forever to cure. Like it takes a long time, and many people, you know, they go to all the physios and they go to everybody. Mm-hmm. You do need some kind of support, isn't that's a start? But can we inject? I mean, we cortisone. Can. I had injected and actually worked, and I'm not a cortisone. We can person. do physio. We can inject. But what I would suggest to somebody to start off with would be anti-inflammatories. And you remember we talked about a tennis ball quite recently on the sole of the foot. Oh yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, that's Stand on tennis ball. When you get out you of... You break your ankle but the plantar fasciitis <laughs> goes away. Before you put your foot to the floor in the morning you have a little ball by the side of your bed and you press down with your with the sole of your foot onto it and you roll it back and forth ra- back and oh, forth that's right. while pressing down All and right. you loosen out your plantar fascia. Oh, I started standing on it and I fell over. <laughs> You don't follow instructions well, George. No, That's one of the typical not. things about yeah, you. I'm really worried about this person. Um, has had an eating disorder, an addiction to chewing and spitting food. Can't kick it. Now they can't afford therapy. Have you any therapy? What's CBD? Uh, cognitive behavioural therapy, which is effective what? for for what? In effect, what this person has is they do have an eating disorder, but they also have a sort of a obviously some kind of a sort of obsessive compulsive disorder too where, where yeah. they're, they're, they have to like chew Like it's and like spit. something like Asperger's or something no, like no, that. No, no, no. It, it's it's a very heightened sense of anxiety really that, that they compensate for things oh, by, right. by the compulsion so to spit. Do? Well, I do think a few things. I think that the cognitive behavioural therapy would be good. But um, they can't afford it. That's a difficulty. They probably should go to their GP who may be able to refer them through psychiatry 
or through public psychology to a psychologist who may be able to help them free and the free system. Because, sorry, they've tried CBT. They've gone to the GP. It's been going on for the best part of 15 years. Hang on. Well, this is one of the things that you have to bear in mind about all these kind of chronic conditions. It isn't a case of, well, you tried CBT and you're not cured, so you give up on it. It's like training your brain or training your your your, your mind. You have to keep at it. You, you, you can't sort of do it and say, well, I, I did that for six months and look at me, it's back, so that didn't work. If, if you were someone who could run a marathon, and you stopped running, you wouldn't expect to be continuously able to run a marathon. You'd have to keep running to maintain mm. the, the ability to do so. And this is the similar kind of thing. Also, if they do have um, an eating disorder, I would recommend that they, they go to somewhere like Body Wise, and that's not spelt with W-I-S-E, it's W-H-Y-S, Body Wise, um, which is a, a self-help group for people with eating disorders. And that's a free group and an anonymous group, so you can go there and you can talk. And Eaters you can anonymous like. Yeah, sort of. Um, but for people with eating disorders. And so that might be something they would want to do. And again, it would be free and that sort of thing. Right, okay. But I don't think that there is only one thing going on here because most people with eating disorders don't have the spitting or the chewing. That sounds to me like an OCD thing. So I think this is a yeah. complex case. I think it's very complex. Yeah, and I think that they probably yeah. do need psychological and, yeah. input, maybe a support group. And they may need a form of medication as well, George. I know you love when I medicate people, but they may need a form of medication as well to help them. Yeah. Yeah. You see, what I'm worried about at my age, you'll be in charge at a nursing home and you'll say, give Hook the stuff that knocks him out and then we'll be able to deal with him. He won't be giving us a hard time. You're in favour of these cosh medicines, I bet you, that I was reading about. No, no, you maybe sound like Nurse, nurse Ratchet there, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Although, wouldn't it be great if you were in a nursing home and I was in charge, George? I would love that. Mm, but anyway. I, I, at, I, um, yeah, all right. No, no, this, Rita is talking complete horseman here, right? And I'm going to give out to her. Okay. Okay? Sorry, I th- Rita. I think I broke my toe next to my big toe yesterday evening. I iced and elevated, have it, have strapped it, and don't intend going for an x-ray should it heal okay. Now, let me tell you something. If I took off my shoes in front of the good Dr. Kelly... She would look at all these deformed toes. And all these deformed toes actually mean that it's quite difficult to wear shoes because, you know, they're 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 sticking up where they shouldn't be sticking up and so on. And the reason is I played these rugby matches. Some fella stood on my my toe in the middle of a rock or something. I said, I'd be all right, you know. It's black and blue, but it'd be all right. She, of course she goes for an x-ray. The the there are amazing number of injuries where we don't go for for an x-ray, they heal all right, but they heal in a deformed way. Yes? In a nutshell, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Next question. Rita, send me a text to say you booked an x-ray. I thought you were going to say send me a bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This one from Matt has me totally confused. What are your views on arterial tachycardia? And is it serious with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy? Bloody hell. Give me a few simple words. Hypertrophic cardiomyopathy is when your heart is enlarged and um, it's not working properly because the muscle is bigger than it should be. So your heart is now a larger organ than it should be and therefore it needs an increased blood supply and stuff to keep it going. So that's a problem. A tachycardia is when your heart is going too quickly. Um, This question slightly confused me and that I wasn't really sure what he was asking me. He was saying, are are these a problem? Yeah, they are a problem, but they're (laughs) they're a problem to be managed by a cardiologist. And a lot of people will be on medication to maybe slow down a tachycardia or to, you know, they might be on aspirin and stuff like that. If you have these type of sort of quite high tech and quite 
you know, significant cardiac problems. This isn't the right uh, medium. Forum. No, it's not. Well, interestingly, next week, I think it's next week, I must check my diary, I'm go- I'm going to have, which I have every year for 24 hours, I have to walk around with a heart monitor around my oh, neck. Oh, very good. Yeah. So, I mean, don't be messing with this. No, stuff, don't, don't be messing with it. And these things are manageable medically, okay. but they need to be managed properly. Okay. The smartest... Best good-looking uh, doctor on the planet is with me, Dr. Kira Kelly. And uh, it's the Right Hook Health Checkup. We take all your questions to 53106. If we don't get them today, we'll get them next week and so on and so on. How long does menopause last? I'm only 37. But suffer with endometriosis since I was 13 and I had four laparoscopies. Or something like that. Laparoscopies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now they've put them on uh, a petal injection or something. Anyway, Claire and Galway, she's begging them to give her a hysterectomy, but they won't do it. Yeah, I'm starting to feel quite... Does a hysterectomy fix it? Well, this this poor woman has has a condition called endometriosis. And what endometriosis is, is is where, in a sort of simplified version, is is the, the cells that line the uterus have migrated out of the uterus and now they're in other bits of you so they're on your fallopian tubes or your ovaries or somewhere else maybe attached to your bowel but when you get your period they bleed and they bleed from wherever they are so they could be bleeding internally all over the place and it causes terrible pain and internal scarring Should she have a hysterectomy? I think at 37 she should just go and have a hysterectomy or whatever I I, I think sometimes what doctors are terrible What does a hysterectomy terribly, do? Well, she would have to, babies, she would have, to have her, 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 her um, ovaries and uterus removed and I don't necessarily think at her age that, that okay she, she's, she's 10, 15 years too young but it sounds to me like she's having an awful time yeah. anyway. That's and if she knows right. she doesn't want to have any more children, there may be a better course of action. And sometimes we are a bit paternalistic as doctors going, oh, no, no, you're far too young, you're 37. It might be that this woman would be would benefit from hormone replacement therapy and some surgery now. Because, you know, does she really want to spend the next 15 years well, like this too? Exactly. She's already struggled a long time. Well, that's time. my point. She says, how long does it last? And she's 37. Now, even to a fella like me, who knows absolutely sweet F.A. about the female body, except kissing and we stuff. We won't go there. But, but, but I mean, even I would imagine, like, spend the next decade or more suffering like this is just unfair. Well, it sounds like she's having a very oh, rough time, doesn't it? Gallstones are something that always used to scare me because apparently they're incredibly painful. Now, if somebody be. has gallstones, does that mean the gallbladder has to be removed? Don't, can't you pass them? If you do pass them, that's when they get very painful. That's oh, when you, really? get, you get a thing called biliary colic, which is you get this pain usually in what we would call your right upper quadrant, but to anybody else is just below your right ribs here on, on the kind of upper right abdomen. And you get this kind of a terrible clenching pain. It kind of comes and goes and comes and goes in waves of severe pain. And that's you trying to pass your gallstones. Most people who do have gallstones run into difficulty with them and do end up having their gallbladder removed. But it's a very routine procedure most of the time for people. And what does your gallbladder do for Anyway, your anything serious? It stores bile, George, and bile is the washing up liquid of the body. So that happens when you eat. You know the way if you tried to wash a greasy plate with just water, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. So where does the bile go if there's no gallbladder? Well, it just dribbles down down the actual ducts from the liver and just dribbles into the bowel itself. Um, you're not you're not worried about. This I'm not overly worried about it. No, All right. it's a it's a routine operation nowadays. All right. Well. I did, 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 this text may well actually have been sent by me <laughs> uh, anonymously. 
I have an itch around my scrotum and anus for the last seven years. Been to numerous doctors and been given cortisone creams, but it returns a few weeks later after I cease using the cream. I use Dactarin powder twice a day, which keeps the itch at bay. Usually worse than warm weather. I'm 32 and fit, so it's not me. But You just put that at the end there so nobody but, would but know it was you. But the thing is, scratch, uh, itching the scrotum and itchy anus are a are, part of kind of a lot of men. Don't a lot of men suffer from this? No? It's common. I, I wouldn't say, but it's not It's not normal. It, it, it relates to having a fungal infection. And if it is bothering this guy, there's, there's various things that he can do. He seems to me that he's doing some of the right stuff, the Dactarin powder and all of that. The Dactacorse cream, which is the cream that has the antifungal and the cortisone, you do have to use it for a prolonged period of time or else the rash will not go. There's no two ways about it. It does get worse in, in heat because yeah. the fungi multiply more so in heat. Yeah. But if you're in a really bad way and it's driving you insane, there are oral antifungals as well. So you can actually zap yourself. Ingrid doesn't agree with oral antifungals at all. She's totally opposed to oral antifungals. Because that was, you know, my itch. And that was proposed for my itch and she wouldn't let me take well, they are and then they rough on me, the liver over time. No, but they give you a thrush as well, she said. And then they said, no, eat yogurt or something to put, get rid of the thrush. Inger wasn't impressed. Yeah, well, okay. So I'm just telling you, man, now, Dr. Kelly may be going down the oral route, but just be careful. Would you not agree? Warning. Just be careful. I would suggest that if this guy has driven dementia and he's been suffering with this for months and he's doing all the right things, that it is worth right. in this instance considering oral medication. Well, I just put up with it and give it a scratch every now and again. I do. Oh, what about this? I just mentioned thrush. I just mentioned thrush. By the way, 53106, Dr. Kira Kelly, the right hook health checkup, send your queries and we'll deal with them. 40. He has to get circumcised because he's got thrush. How bad will it be? It's a doddle, is it not? You're you're knocked out anyway with them. Um, what you, do you call you it? Are, it's, oh yeah, you are knocked out. And uh, so, so it's a doddle. The aftercare can be harder on people. Oh, well, we know. It's not like it's a pretty sensitive area. <laughs> it is. It you is. wouldn't know much about it, but I would. <laughs> This is one of those weeks where I'm finding it very hard to speak at all because everything you say <laughs> is unsettling. Um, yeah, it, look, the thing is, what he needs to do is take adequate pain medication afterwards because he will be yeah, sore oh, and absolutely. just, you know, keep the area clean, salt baths, whatever. Uh, it's a bit rough. Obviously, it, 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 it is a, it's, it's not the nicest thing to have done. But you know what? Obviously, this guy has recurrent and uh, probably quite severe and very much of a nuisance in terms of thrush. So he has no options, really. Okay, this is something you know about. I know nothing. Okay. Uh, do Do you think that female hormone cycles can negatively affect a bad bag? 40-year-old woman, really bad recurring lower back pain with two prolapsed discs, but then premenstrual symptoms and the pain comes up again. Are they linked? Um, certainly some people feel menstrual pain in their back. Um, certainly people, some people feel contractions and labour in their back. So so certainly the way the nerve supply is there is is some people, their cycle and back pain are linked. This person obviously though also has, I mean, they've got the disc disease already. Yeah. They have other things going on as yeah. well. Um, did she say how old she was? 40. 40. Um, these things should be manageable. I mean, back pain should be manageable through a combination of stretching, uh, core muscle exercises like Pilates, swimming and strengthening, all that kind of stuff, plus 
medication use if needs be. There should be a way around this. I mean, they need to maybe have an MRI if they haven't in a while. I hate but, but, hearing people in chronic pain. But if you take, if she went on the pill, she wouldn't have periods. Is that right? If she went on the pill, she wouldn't have uh, true periods, no. But at 40, you would have to weigh up the risk-benefit ratio for her insofar as that taking oestrogen in your 40s isn't necessarily something that's ideal either. So you need a okay. fairly long discussion with this woman to decide. What does taking oestrogen do? You get a moustache or something or what? <laughs> no, it, it, take, taking oestrogen as you get older increases your risk of blood clots, oh. increases your risk of heart oh. disease oh, yeah. right, and increases okay. your risk of breast right. cancer. Okay, so, well listen, <laughs> I went up. No. So I, I think we'd need to, that okay. would need to be teased out yeah, with somebody. Don't go, don't go on the pill. Definitely don't go on the pill. It's just an age-related thing, you know. Two babies. One toddler has a blocked nose for months and the other toddler has been vomiting and has foul-smelling wind for two days. No diarrhoea, temperature just over 37. Okay, blocked nose for months. Blocked nose for months is probably a bit of upper respiratory, maybe a little bit of hay fevery, head coldy thing. There's various things you can do and you can do nothing at all if you want. A lot of people use sprays and drops, saline sprays, saline drops. This is the thirteenth consecutive week that you've been advertising saline spray. You should actually get a commission. Should I get my own Dr. Yeah, Kelly saline Dr. spray? Dr. Kelly saline spray. Good idea. Anyway. That, that, that's a straightforward one. The other one, the acutely ill child, the what do you do? Um, We're probably too late. Well, gastric bug, right? So what, what do you do? Yeah. And, but there's probably, if, if not Tons for this listener, kids, yeah. there's, there's 150,000 of them out there yeah. who, aren't, who didn't send this in. Um, rest the bowel so clear sweet fluids you'll remember your mother used to put you on flat 7 up but flat 7 up will do fine or my wadi or ribena or that kind of thing clear sweet fluids till the vomiting stops small sips if they can't manage you know to knock it in because hydration is what you really want to to maintain you want somebody to maintain a good level of hydration Um, you can give them a little bit of calpol or whatever if they have a fever and then as you reintroduce food reintroduce it slowly and carefully you reintroduce plain carbs like toast or plain biscuits and then you go on from there onto a very light diet. This it's is all, a toddler for crying out loud. This is it's managed the same way. Oh, all right. Clear sweet fluids, plain carbs. Uh, five three one or six send your text to Dr. Kelly. You'll be unfortunate if I answer them, but that's the luck of the draw. Uh Dr. Kelly will be back next Monday. I had an idea, but you'll be taking holidays and stuff, you know what I mean? Yes. It would be a good idea to get, say, a specialist in, wouldn't it? Like say, say an eye surgeon to talk about what you could do or get um, uh, a paediatrician why don't it? that's why not a bad idea yeah that's not a bad idea at all holidays, you know because we have to pay you anyway when you're on holiday so I mean it doesn't really matter alright it's the Right Hook Health Checkup we've got a lot more until 7 o'clock